This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. First of all, welcome back home, Coach. Thank you. Um, three tough games. Those are three really, really good teams, and uh, you struggled against all three. But after reviewing the film, any positives to take from this last road trip? You know what? Yes. Um, you know, at the beginning of the year, we weren't having good starts. I felt like Arizona, you know, going back to the last three games, we started off really well, started off pretty good against USA, and then we actually – start off fairly well against UCLA for the first 10, 11, 12 minutes. And, uh, you know, sometimes our offense, you know, somewhere there's just, there's just an energy gap that kind of goes to the, to the other uh, side and we need to be better at that. And then rebounding the basketball. I, it's not the fact that we were losing rebounding battles. It was them scoring off of that. And the two things that we talked about in the game was, is, Points off turnovers, I think it was 21 to 11. And then uh, that was second chance points. And then points off turnovers, I think we, we lost by, you know, 20. So those are basically uh, turnovers to touchdowns. And we can't afford that. And when we were playing really well, um, our assist turnover ratio was really high. And, uh, you know, we had high assists, lower turnovers. And we got to get back to that. We, we just can't give good teams the ball like that and allow them to have a 20-point difference in those areas. Also haven't had a chance to talk to you since the last game, but uh, Langston in the starting lineup, PJ coming off the bench. Can you explain that? Yeah, we tried to, Kim. We felt like a three-point shot for UCLA. Uh, we, we knew they had size interior, and then, you know, they had a lot of good shooters. And so we, we felt like that size would uh, be better for us, you know, defending them. And, you know, defend, you know, they, we, I think we held them to 0 for 8 to start the game and we did, we're doing a really good job. Then they got a couple offensive rebound kickouts for some threes. Uh, a couple turnovers led to them scoring and we've got to be better there. But I like some of what, what Langston did. I, I don't know if that's the answer, um, but we tried it when we thought it would be an advantage for us. And obviously uh, over time it worked early, over time it didn't. With a guy like Langston, you know, who missed a lot of basketball, you know, uh, during high school, he's still really raw, but just seems like he needs more minutes. Are you going to be able to find those minutes for him? And how tough is it for those hard lessons? You know what? It's they're hard. But the great thing about Langston, Kim, is he is a worker. He wants to watch film. He wants to get better. He has a thirst for it. And that's why I love him. And I love his energy. Like he plays with a passion to win. And the thing that makes it so authentic is regardless if he's playing a minute or not playing or playing 30 or 20, whatever it may be, he is a, a burst of positive energy on the bench for his teammates. And, um, you know, it's, it's all about winning for him. So he just has to get better, just like a lot of our players do. And, uh, 
you know, we've, we've got to do a better job teaching them and hopefully they can go out there and execute it. Thanks coach. Thank you, Kim. Jeffrey, go ahead. Hi coach. Um, you guys are playing Washington state back to back this week. Is there like an advantage or, or disadvantage to playing a team back to back with scheming or anything like that or strategy? You know what? Uh, the only time I've ever done that uh, was last year when we played ASU at ASU. We had to play them twice back to back there. And obviously they, they, they killed us the first game and the second game was a lot closer. He had the, the, you know, the scout so close to it that, you know, these are the things that we have to do or how we can combat that and win. Um, but I've ne- never done it. It's going to be, you know, the way the schedule has been with COVID, a lot of makeup games are, are forcing, you know, this will be, I think we're playing five games in 12 days and Washington State's had to just, you know, had to play, you know, more. And it's tough on a lot of teams, especially to, to do it. But, uh, uh, you know, should be exciting and we're playing the games. But I don't know if there's an advantage or not. I think obviously the second game, it's like more like the NBA. You can make some adjustments based on the first one. But the first one's going to be just like any other game. And my last question is, is there was a point um... – probably a few weeks ago where Cole kind of hit his stride. And so what do you guys have to do, or, or more importantly, what does Cole have to do to get that confidence back and hit his stride again? Well, I think he has his, I, I think for sure Cole has his confidence. He just didn't shoot well. The thing that I love about him is he's not hesitating. You know, the, the game, uh, you know, he is, you know, the game, the game is fast, but I, you know, I love when, he, you know, I, I think he's playing confident. It's just not falling. And like anything, you just were really good uh, when, when he makes shots, just like, you know, we have more balance all around and we need him to. And so I know he gets his work in, uh, his teammates believe in him, the coaches believe in him and, and uh, fire away. You know, the old great Jeff Fryer uh, quote, who played at Loyola Marymount back in the day, said, shoot it till you make it, make it till you miss it. That's what great shooters have. As long as he's taking the good ones and he's shooting confident, we want him to take them all day long. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Kim, go ahead. Not sure if you watch Jeopardy or not, Coach, but is the answer day-to-day? The answer is day-to-day. Day-to-day, day-to-day, day-to-day. That's the, that's the, the, the words coming through this program. So for hopefully – uh, For Dejan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Day-to-day. I hope day-to-day becomes today. Roshan, go ahead. Um, hi, Coach. I'm Roshan Fernandez from the Daily Orange in Syracuse. Um, I know that um, the, the last scheduled meeting between uh, Beheim and Coach K is going to be this Saturday. Um, I don't know if you remember. I'm really testing your memory here. But um, back in 1989, I think that was your freshman year, um, Big East ACC Challenge was the first meeting between Beheim and Coach K. I'm curious, do you remember anything from that game? I do. That was Bobby Hurley. That was Bobby Hurley. Uh... I think it was, who was the two guard? McCaffrey. They were really, really good. I, did we lose by one? Was that the game? I think the, I think Dave Johnson had two free throws at the end to win it. Okay. Yes, I remember playing um, the, I, I, I didn't play in the game, but I remember, uh, you know, when, when two of the heavyweights in this game, not only programs, but coaches, I just remember, you know, it was Big East ACC, like who's the best? And, uh, you know, it seems like every game that we've ever played 
uh, Duke when I was at Syracuse or even when you watch now, it's been a close game uh, where it's come down to, to the end. A lot of, a lot of pride, a lot of, uh, a lot of competitive juices, but um, I, I vaguely remember, I remember, I remember Bobby Hurley being the, uh, just such a great player. And uh, I think he was a freshman back in that time and uh, just two great programs going head to head. I remember that. I think we played them in Greensboro, didn't we? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously a lot has come from, from Beheim and Coach Hay over the years. Um, what can you say about how that relationship kind of developed um, over time? Obviously you worked with Jim for, for quite some time too. How did you kind of watch them grow closer both on the court and off? Well, it's, it's interesting, uh, you know, obviously them being competitors and then it all started their relationship with USA basketball and uh, they became friendly on some, some, uh, some tours I know PJ Carlissimo has been kind of like that, that glue to of that relationship. You know, these guys, these, these coaches that compete all the time and you start spending time with each other. And as much as they are competitors, you know, there's just some type of chemistry that happens and respect and love for each other. And then being able to do USA basketball and seeing their relationship and how they're just, you know, they're just watching them together. as like two friends that have known each other for 50 years. And, uh, uh, the respect that's there, the love that's there. Um, it's pretty special. And, uh, uh, and they'll try to rip each other's heads off in this next game. But uh, the cool thing is, is when they're together, it's, it's like uh, two brothers, you know, uh, uh, pretty incredible. Yeah, I imagine that first game, you know, um, no, it just felt like a regular game and no one really knew what would, what would become come over the years, I guess, what would you say about that, what that legacy has become and, and what it felt like that day? Well, I think it's, uh, you know, the back then it was just Syracuse trying to beat Duke and it was Jim Beheim trying to beat Mike Krzyzewski. Um, as the years go on, uh, I think they're, they're, you know, they're, they're the thing that you realize about both of them, they're two of the greatest competitors to ever do this. And so they want to win as much as it's friends. It's kind of like two brothers uh, going and uh, one's pitching and one's hitting a baseball, and then they, they, they get you know a chance to do you know do it to each other. Um, but with that being said, there's just so much love and respect. But to see that relationship grow, you know, into probably one of the great head coaching relationships in all of sport is uh, you know it wasn't like you know Coach Beheim was his assistant or. Coach K was it, you know, where you see maybe a Bill Belichick and some of these coaches that had worked under each other. Uh, they were just guys that that brought their programs to, you know, the heights of the highest that you can be, and you become high-level competitors, but then also become high-level best friends. And uh, that's really rare in this business. Uh, but that's why I think they're they're not just special coaches, but special people. Yeah, and just one more question for you. I think the question a million Syracuse people have probably asked you, you know, Bayheim's time is obviously coming in, in the next few years. Um, is, is returning to Syracuse something that you've thought about or that you'd be interested in? Uh, I, I think every day about getting our program, University of Washington, uh, back where we were two years ago. And, um, you, know, you know, Syracuse built me, uh, gave, me the, gave me the opportunity to do it here. But – um, just so excited to get this place back to where it deserves to be. And uh, we work daily on trying to get that. Um, that's my focus day in, day out. And uh, hopefully we can end up strong here in this season. Fair enough. Thank you, Coach.
All right, thank you. Scott, go ahead. Hey, Coach. Sorry, I uh, I meant to get in before uh, you you switched to the Syracuse stuff. Um, wanted to find out what you've seen on the tape from Washington State and what what they present as problems and maybe some areas you think you guys can have some success. Well, Washington State, um, they really shoot the basketball. You saw them last night. They they made 15 threes. They only made four two point baskets. Uh, they've got. Uh, uh, Terrell Roberts and Michael Flowers, who they're not just spot shooters. They're guys who can create off the bounce. If they get mismatches, they step back. Coach Smith has them playing so confident and fearless. Um, you know, Noah Williams uh, got so much respect for him, how hard he plays and his competitive spirit. And then they've got, you know, really good big guys. So this is a team that, that you know, for the most part of the Pac-12, have been the best defensive team uh, in the league uh, in terms of numbers, in terms of efficiency. And then offensively, the biggest weapon in the game is a three-point shot, and they're, I think they're the best three-point shooting team in the league. So they pose a lot of problems and should be a great, great, great game. Baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.